As a response in the continuation of the conversation where Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, I am perhaps tongue tied, I'm not, I don't speak clearly. How is Pari going to listen to me? So the Pasuk says that Hashem responded, Behold, I have made you into to a master over Pare. Aaron, your brother will be your spokesman. You will speak everything that I command you. And Aaron will speak to Pare. Is Rashi Matik das Cholid das Cholid the Verter Atatadaber? Rashi quotes the beginning of this and he says, "You will speak." He quotes from the pasuk, "You will speak," and there's Mefarish, and he explains, "Pam Achas, you will speak one time, you will say what you have to say one time." Kol Shlichus v'Shlichus, in regards to every message, every time that I speak to you and send you to Pare, in each of those events, you will speak at one time. As you heard from me, from Hashem's mouth. And Aaron, your, your brother, will interpret it. He will um, explain it. What that means is, Rashi learned that Rashi is of the opinion, he explains this uh, pasuk as being you will speak and Aaron will speak to Parai what does that mean? it doesn't mean you will speak to Aaron and Aaron will speak to Parai so in other words Moshe doesn't end up speaking to Parai that's not what it means and this would be similar to what we learned early in Shmois as was Moshe get that after Moshe said to Hashem, as I said, I am tongue-tied. I find it difficult to speak. So he said, therefore, he said to Hashem, send it by, you send the message through somebody else. So Hashem responded, no, you will speak to Aaron, Aaron will speak on your behalf to the people. So over there, clearly, Moshe is speaking to Aaron. Aaron is speaking to the people. So it does. That's not what it means over here. Nor, rather, what does it mean over here? As Oich Moshe's friends will parry, that Moshe will also speak to parry. When the chiluk tshishu Moshe's dibur and Aaron's is nor in them. The difference between Moshe speaking to parry and Aaron speaking to parry is only in the matter that. Um, that Moshe will state the the words once. When Aaron hatas gedaft mamlid zaynu matim zaynu and Aaron was now charged with interpreting it, translating it, explaining it. Zayn beozne pare to pare in a way that pare could understand it. Bisu virknefem and that it's his job to influence Pare to speak in such a way that Pare will understand that that he needs to send the Yidin away from Mitzrayim. So Moshe speaks at once, states it, and then Aaron speaks at length and he explains it and so on. And he writes in a parenthesis, the Fadis Rashi Moshe Demvart the Yitamenu Ozne Pare, and that's why Rashi adds the word 
he will explain it to the ears of Paray. Why does he add the words to the ears of Paray? Especially Agamas and Pesach state Stamo Paray, even though the Pesach it says, and he will speak to Paray. It doesn't say to the ears of Paray. Why does Rashi add those words? Virashi in the word the heirs of Pare means as Rashi already explained at the beginning of Ayigash, Daber Adoini, speak to, let me speak to the heirs of Yehuda said to Yosef, let me speak to Dover Adoini. I want to say something to the heirs of my master. He's speaking to Yosef. He says, I want to speak to your ears. What does he mean by I want to speak to your ears? You Rashi explains what it means to say is I want my words to enter your ears. In other words, that you should understand and relate to what I'm saying. The same way over here, Aaron's job to speak to Pari is to explain it to him, to make it understood by him, not just simply to say it as Moshe Rabbeinu was simply going to say the words. And that's why Rashi adds the word Ba'ozne because that's um, essential to what Aaron is going to be doing. The hech, so the, um, again, going back to, so over here, what it means is, Moshe says it once, Aaron then goes on to explain it. The hech, so learning, azata tadabah from Moshe, main to paray and nishtza Aaron. How does Rashi know that you will speak, uh, that when he, Hashem says to Moshe, you will speak? He doesn't mean that Moshe will speak to Aaron, but he means that Moshe will speak to paray. Andesh vidah seder and pasha shemais, which is a, a departure from the way it was done when Moshe spoke to the Eden back in Parashat Shmois. When we come, Pashtonim learn as and in fact, some of the commentators say that that's what it means over here too, that Moshe spoke to Aaron and Aaron spoke to Pare, but Rashi doesn't accept that. So how does Rashi know that over here it means that Moshe also has to speak to Pare, which is actually different than the way it happened between Moshe and the Yidden, that Aaron only, only Aaron spoke to the Yidden and Moshe spoke to Aaron. So there's two reasons. Number one, It says already early in the Pesach that Aaron will be your interpreter, your spokesman. Why does the Pesach have to repeat the whole thing again? You will speak and then Aaron will repeat it. So therefore, we'll, we'll be the one to explain it. So therefore, Rashi says the Pesach is saying something new here. Number one, because it says clearly in the Pesach earlier, in a Pasuk earlier, that this is the very same Moshe of Aaron that spoke to Parai, when it's talking about their lineage, who they, where they came from, who their parents were, and so on. So it says they were the ones that spoke to Parai. Clearly then, that Moshe also spoke to Parai. So for these two reasons, why is the Torah repeating the same thing that it said only a Pasuk earlier? The reason is because it's telling us something new, that Moshe spoke directly to Pari as well. And therefore, it, and, and for the second reason, because the Pasuk clearly says that Moshe spoke directly to Pari. That's why Rashi says that the Pasuk, you will speak, means to say, that Moshe will also speak to Pari about Er Zolaston nor Pamachas, but that he's going to be doing it only once. And then Aaron, it's Aaron's role to explain and analyze and, uh, and uh, elaborate and so on. 
But we have to understand, first of all, freer in Pasha Shmeis, earlier in Shmeis, that the cell does not know that Moshe Aaron happens to know Yisrael, that after Moshe and Aaron gathered together the elders of the Jewish people, Bo Moshe and Aaron by Yomro Parei. Moshe and Aaron came and they said to Parei, by Yomro Lekeyayivim, they said, the God of the Jews said that he had to come serve him. And from them, was Oich Dor Shtet Aloshin Rabim is Muchach. And since it says they spoke to Pare, they said to Pare, means who, they means multiple, not only Aram, but it means also Meshach, that both of them spoke. Befrat, that the Pasuk is Meshana from free, especially that the Pasuk makes a change from what it said before, because before Ben Gates called Zikni Yisrael state when it was talking about speaking to the elders of the Jewish people. Over there it says, Vaidaber Aram, over there it says, Aram spoke to them. That which Hashem had said had spoken to Moshe. Aaron was the one that spoke to the elders. And by Parish and by Parish they said. So in other words, that Moshe and Aaron both said. And it would it would seem clear and and simple as a is given a that since Moshe was had difficulty speaking. Which is the reason why Hashem agreed that Aaron would be the spokesman, because Moshe found it difficult to speak. That's why, although he spoke, but he didn't elaborate and he didn't speak again and again, he said it once and then Aaron took over and he explained. Moshe spoke the main essential points that were. And then he relied on Aaron as matim that he would explain that which Moshe was speaking, what said, and make it understood. In other words, as he was told to do it here, as Rashi says it over here. So we find already earlier that it, when they spoke to Pare, they spoke both of them. It stands to reason that because the, uh, Moshe said that he finds it difficult to speak, and Hashem said, yes, okay, Aaron will be your spokesman, but yet it says that they both spoke, so the explanation would be, logically, that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke uh, uh, briefly, and then Aaron took over and he spoke at length and he explained, which is exactly what is being said here in our parsha. Bibal if that's the case, tells the Shiloh, so the question to, uh, could be asked, if, as the Torah over here gives us, elaborates and explains how it went about, how it came about, that you should speak briefly and Aaron should speak and explain, as Moshe that Moshe speaks once and then Aaron explains it. Then why didn't the Pasuk explain that? At the very first time that Moshe and Aaron spoke to Pari, where the Pasuk brings, explains that they spoke to Pari, and it says clearly that they spoke, in other words, they both spoke. So why doesn't, it find, why doesn't the Torah find it necessary to explain over there what the order was? Moshe spoke briefly, Aaron spoke, uh, explained. And there he relies on us understanding that that's what took place. And over here he finds it necessary to elaborate. And if it's something that is self-understood, as them that when both of them spoke, as the pasuk says, Moshe spoke briefly, 
because he he was uh, he found it difficult to speak. And Aaron at Matim given seine Raid and Aaron was the one that explained his words. And if this is something that is so logical that it's self-explanatory, if Avazdaf is the pasuk why then does the pasuk have to elaborate, explain it here? As vod given genug to zogen bekitzer as Moshe is lemitzaros and zichtsa Aaron, it would be enough that over here the pasuk should say briefly, Moshe take along Aaron. I'll let it be the pasuk in Rashi on Rashi's Doctrier, as the pasuk in Rashi also say it earlier. Where is he on the Pasuk by Dabar Hashem al Moshe al Aaron? Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron. So Rashi says, Levisha Amr Moshe, and he'll arouse Fasayim. Because Moshe had said that I find it difficult to speak, that's why he gave him Aaron that he should also join him and so to do the speaking. <coughs> so if it's so self explanatory, then he should have said it over here also very briefly. That Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron, we would understand what's going on. But no, over here the Pasuk explains, you speak, you should say it, and therefore Rashi said that means once, and then Aaron will explain it. Why does the Pasuk have to tell us that if, it's, if he didn't have to explain it earlier, which means that it's self explanatory? Why does it find it necessary to explain it here? Number two, aggressor at which is even a greater question. What was Moshe Rabbeinu saying over here? I am, my mouth is, my lips are closed. He had already said to Hashem earlier, at the beginning when Hashem wanted to send him, he said already that I find it difficult to speak. And Hashem already responded to this problem. And he said, Aaron will be a spokesman. He'll speak on your behalf. Why does Moshe bring it up again? I am tongue-tied. It was already, uh, already asked and answered. You already asked Hashem that, and Hashem already gave you the answer to that. Aaron will speak for you. So then why does Moshe Rabbeinu bring it up again? I am tongue-tied. On the other hand, if there is something new that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying here, when he says, I am tongue-tied, which is in, after Hashem told him that Aaron will be your spokesman. So he says, but that's not enough for some reason. And he's saying something new. Then what is Hashem replying to that? And he says, Aram will be your Neviecha, your spokesman. So it's the same thing. He asked, if he is asking something new, what's the new answer? That seems to be the same answer that Hashem gave him the first time back in Pashashmais. So if it's a new problem, why is Hashem giving the same answer? First, he was Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, "How could you send me to the Jewish people to speak to them?" The pasuk and as the pasuk over there says, and he Aaron will speak to you on your behalf to the people, meaning to the Jewish people. Here Hashem now tells him, I want you to go sp- to speak to Paray. That's why Moshe brought it up again. 
maybe that Aaron should speak to the Jewish people is a good answer but I should speak to the king Paray when I'm tongue-tied and the Hashem said no Adam will speak on your behalf and it'll be good enough for Paray too that's how some Mepharshim explain what was the back and forth the exchange between Moshe and, and Hashem in regards to the second one as opposed to the first one but it's difficult to say that that's what's going on because number one immediately at the beginning the first time that it was being spoken about that Hashem wanted Moshe to become his messenger and speak on behalf of Hashem right at the beginning already it mentions both of these missions first of all go and gather the elders of the Jewish people and it also says right at the beginning I will send you to Pare so Moshe Rabbeinu already knew that he was being sent to Pare is the fun movement so therefore it's clear as the that when Hashem responded the first time Arana will be your mouth he will speak for you. But Tzitzach HaVedashlichasen is relating to both missions, also to the one to Pare. So what do you mean Moshe is bringing it up again, that Pare is different? No, that was the response to the mission to go to Pare as well. Beis, the Iker, and this is the most difficult thing to understand, only a few psukim after that exchange in Parsha Shmois where Hashem listed both missions, you're going to go speak to the Yidin, and you're going to go speak to, to Pari. And now we were sending him back to Mitzrayim, this happened by the snare, and now we were sending him back to, by the burning bush, and now we're sending him back to Mitzrayim. After the Postgres says that Hashem agreed, Aaron will speak on your behalf. Um, as the tale, the posseg, the posseg goes on to relate. As the Ebishad Gizokh to Moshe, Befeirish, that Hashem clearly spelled out to Moshe, Belech the Chalosh of Mitzrayim, now when you return to Mitzrayim, Re'ekol HaMaisim, you see all those miracles that I showed you with the stick and with the hand, Vasizim Lefne Pari, and shall do it before Pari, Vamar Tel Pari, and you shall say to Pari. And we don't find that now Moshe Rabbeinu suddenly hears that he has to speak to Parai. So he has to say, no, 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 I can't speak to Parai. But I agreed that Aaron will speak. Well, that was good enough for the Zikne Yisrael. But now you're sending me to Parai, I can't. We don't find any such response. All of a sudden, in Parsha Suddenly he's saying, "Hey, Nani Yeral Svasayim, I am tongue-tied. Why is he bringing it up again?" Muzmin Zog, and therefore we have to say, as Erat Ongenumen, that Moshe Rabbeinu accepted as Chodz does vet oich er Muzin Reidin Sapare that even though he too will have to speak to Pare, as the Pasuk Hashem said to him, "Vamarta, you will say, Nish Vibandibetu Bnei Yisrael," not as it was going to happen when he speaks to the Yidden. Who are in a lane, how to say get where Aaron himself will speak to them. From Dezvegen, Kenner Mitnem and Aaron Lupe, even though he has to speak to Paroi, still Aaron will work as his, uh, it'll be his, he will speak on behalf of Moshe, and that works. So then the question is, why did he say again, Hey, Nani, also Sayim, all of a sudden here? Dalit.
In addition to that, there's a few questions when you look at the wording in Rashi. Umehem, amongst them, is number one. It's understood that Moshe spoke briefly. Given an Aaron elaborated and explained and so on. But why does Rashi say that he, you will speak once? Why does he say you will speak once? The idea seems to be that you will speak briefly, Aaron will elaborate. But why make it about speaking once? How does he know that he only spoke once? Number two, Why does he add, you will speak once, and then he goes on to say, for each mission, in each mission, you will speak once. It seemed that it's more fitting to say, each command, each time I command you to say something to Pare. In other words, it, you're transmitting a command from Hashem to Pare. So in each time that I trans- transmit a command, you will speak it once and then Aaron will explain. Why does Rashi change it from command to shlichus, each mission? This would, be, uh, in, this would flow well with what the Pasuk said. The Pasuk said, everything that I command you, and therefore Rashi should say, for every command. Why does he change it to shlichus? Number three, He goes on to say, you will speak each shlichus as you heard it from me. That also seems to be, it seems unnecessary for him to say that. Is Moshe going to speak to Pare things which he did not hear from Hashem? Things that Hashem did not tell him to do? Obviously, it's whatever Hashem tells him to Everything that he, the mission that Hashem sends him on, means what he tells him to tell him. Why does Rashi have to say that? The, uh, fourth question. Why does Rashi say two things? He will interpret it, and he will explain it. Why does he give those two, uh, two words to explain what Aaron's role is? Hey, the beer in the the explanation of all this we will understand that by first explaining why did Moshe Rabbeinu change his question uh, about how could he be the one to go from what he said before in Parshish he said I am difficult of mouth difficult of tongue that's the uh, direct translation from Hebrew. And over here he says, I am uh, closed, tongue-tied. Especially the way Rashi sees it, it's not just a change of wording, but he means the same thing, but it's also a change in what he was saying. How are they different in meaning? When he said earlier, I am difficult, difficult in mouth, difficult in tongue, is Rashi Mefarish, Rashi there explains, it's difficult for me to speak. Does haste, as I can read, which means he's able to speak, to express himself. Now, but it's difficult. He doesn't have a flowing speech, he doesn't have, he's not articulate, but he can speak. But when he says now, 
He says, Otums Fasayin. That means his lips are closed, which means, Zaina Lipna Zaina Fashtop are, are uh, cl- you know, I don't know, clogged or perhaps muted. I am muted. I can't speak. Zaina Lipna Zaina Fashtop is a Sterun Zimreden. In other words, you can't speak. You can't communicate. So it's much more than just, I find it difficult to speak. And this is what he was saying now in his second discussion. First, he was he was of the opinion, that I find it difficult to speak, but in the end, I'll be able to get the, the I'll be able to get the words out. And that's why it was enough for him that it'll just take a long iron, and iron will smooth things over but I'll also be able to speak he will elaborate he will explain he will explain and elaborate on those things which Moshe will speak briefly to Parai and that's enough if you can speak but not uh, you know you're not the best speaker but now Moshe Rabbeinu came to the new recognition as on the that he is completely tongue-tied, and he can't speak at all, he can't communicate. Zayin Reiden is nit nor nishbekalos. Not only is he not articulate, nor in ganzen nishmeglach, but it's it's something that he can't do at all. He's just not the person to speak. Kilevod given autumn as if he was completely blocked. His speech was completely blocked. Bemele hotoch nish ken orz zayin shlichus so therefore he said it doesn't make any sense that I should be sent to speak to Pari so what are you going to say I should just stand there and Aaron should do all the speaking I'll just be quiet so doing that what kind of uh, what value is that going to have not only would I have no value but it would have the opposite effect this will ruin things for Aaron because when uh, Moshe refu- doesn't speak up at all so Aaron can take that as whenever Pare, sorry, Pare can take that as whenever Pare says something and Moshe doesn't respond so he says, oh he agrees when he, if he doesn't respond it means he agrees for instance when Pare said that I'm going to make things more difficult for the Jews I'm going to give them more work and Moshe Rabbeinu just stands there, not in a disrespectful way, but dumbly. In other words, he doesn't say anything. So Rashi, so Pare could say, oh, you see, Moshe Rabbeinu also has nothing to say. He also agrees with that. So for Moshe to stand there not saying anything could only make it worse. And that was the new, why he brought it up again. To this, Hashem now responds in our Pasha, you will speak. This was not Hashem speaking, saying to Moshe, no, I want you to speak. He was telling him, yes, you will be able to speak. Don't worry about it. You'll be able to speak. Not, I'm telling you, I need you to go speak. You'll be able to speak. Don't worry about it. As chotcher is our house for sign, but even though it's true that you are tongue-tied, vet der eibishterim gebn di yechelus reiden. I will make sure that you can speak what you need to speak. When the river is Rashi medayik, and that's why Rashi says kol shlichus v'shlichus. 
that this pertains to every mission that I send you on. So Madgezayin Adosos Moshev Bikent Reiden is talking about Nishmukay Chatzmoy, because he's emphasizing that it's true. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to speak in front of Pare was not because he was able to speak. He wasn't able to speak. Nor the Farvas Eriz Gigangim The only reason he was able to speak on those occasions is because he was standing there as a, an agent, as a shliach from Hashem. And that's what gave him the ability to speak, because on his own he was unable to. And just as Hashem promised that he would be able to speak. And this comes uh, in continuation uh, after what Rashi said earlier. I am Hashem, said Hashem. I am worthy, I am able, that I can send you on a mission and you will fulfill the words of my mission. That it's enough that I am the one that's sending you. If I'm the one that's sending you, you'll be able to fulfill the words of Ashlichus. You'll be able to speak. You'll get it out. You'll be able to do it. The same is also that you will be able to fulfill, you'll be able to speak the words of the shlichas. In, the, in that Pasuk, what it means literally is, Moshe was would Pari is going to let them go? So Hashem said, I'm sending you, He's going to let them go. He will fulfill my... Here He's t- saying... Rashi is saying that the same thing applies to the very ability to be able to speak the words of what Hashem is telling Moshe to speak. Hashem is also saying to that, I am sending you, you'll be able to speak. This also explains why Rashi elaborates here so much. First of all, he says, you'll speak once. Each mission that I send you on, as you heard it from me. Why does he say all these things? What was the purpose of Moshe being the one to speak to Pare? Moshe's role here is not to argue and to convince and to do a sales pitch that that Pare should let the Yidin go. That's not Moshe Rabbeinu's role. Moshe Rabbeinu's role is to state the words of Hashem. This is the words that Hashem. These are the words that Hashem said. I'm repeating to you the words of Hashem. Moshe is given the shliach Hashem v'shad geret zupare b'makom abekeich hamshaleach hakadosh baruch hu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the messenger, the agent that spoke to Parai in place of, on behalf of, with the ability, with the kaiach, with the power of Hashem. And that's why when Moshe spoke to Parai, he said the exact words that Hashem said. He said it to him exactly the way Hashem said it. Without elaborating, without explaining, without even um, interpreting. All he had to do was state the words, state the mission. These are the words that Hashem said. And then you only have to say it once. These are the words that Hashem said. It's just like Hashem said it to him once. So he repeated it to Pare once. And you tell it to him exactly as you heard it from me. 
in the very same words that I spoke it to you, as he heard it from Hashem. So in other words, Rashi is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu's role here was not to convince Parai. Moshe Rabbeinu's role here is he is the Navi. He is the messenger that gives over the words of Hashem as he heard them. And therefore he doesn't have to say it more than once. All you have to do is say it once. That's all he's doing. Aaron may, may have to elaborate and explain something from different approaches and different ways of explaining it. He may have to repeat the idea a few times until Parai gets it. But Moshe Rabbeinu, that's not what he's doing. He is simply stating the words, giving over the prophecy from Hashem the way he heard it. But this brings up the following question. When Hashem spoke to Moshe, he spoke to him in Loshan Kedush. Therefore, if Moshe Rabbeinu was telling it to him exactly as he heard it from Hashem, so Moshe Rabbeinu was standing there speaking to Aaron, to sorry, Paroi, in Loshan Kedush, in Hebrew. As he said, as you heard it from me. He heard it from Hashem in Loshan Kedush. He's going to repeat it in Loshan Kedush. Is this movement? So this, this we have to understand. Rashi already told us earlier in Parsha Vaychi. This is back in Parsha Vaychi. As Pariyat Nishmaki given Beloshen Kedush, that Pari did not understand Loshen Kedush. That's why Yosef was the uh, understood Loshen Kedush, and uh, he knew one more language than Pari. And we as I had er. So then what, Moshe Rabbeinu is standing there speaking to him in Lashon Kedush. Pari doesn't understand a word of what he's saying. What's the, what's the point? That's why Rashi explains. First he says, Aaron and your brother will interpret it to him. That's the first thing. He has to explain what the words meant. And then he goes on to explain. Yam Litzenu also has the meaning that you translate from one language to another. And Rashi already pointed this out earlier in Miketz. That the brothers, when they were standing before Yosef, did not realize that Yosef understands what they were speaking amongst them. They were speaking to each other in Loshan Kedush. They thought that he doesn't speak Lashon Kedush. Why? Because whenever they spoke directly to Yosef, there was always an interpreter that was interpreting from Lashon Kedush to Egyptian, from Egyptian back to Lashon Kedush. So they thought that was because Yosef didn't speak Lashon Kedush. So the word, because Sarashi explains, what's Hamelitz? When they were speaking with Yosef, the brothers... Um, there was an interpreter between them who understands both Hebrew and, and Egyptian and he would interpret their the conversation translate the, sorry, translate the conversation so therefore Rashi already told us that means to translate so the haste Aaron vet hob tafkits or Aaron's mission here, his role was a double role. Number one, Yam Litsenu. First of all, he has to translate Ibizetsum from the Shrach from the from the He has to translate from Hebrew that Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to Egyptian that Pare spoke. Number two, Vyati Menu, 
He has to explain to him Masbin Matim Zaindam Toichim Zainarein. He has to explain and elaborate what is meant by all these words by Bosnipari in a way that Rash that Pare will get what they're asking to convince him of what's what they're requesting from him, what Hashem is demanding from him and so on. So which explains why Rashi goes into that whole um, elaborates on what exactly Moshe was doing there. That's an important uh, message because it, 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 it tells us what Moshe Rabbeinu's role was there. Why, if he's not a speaker and he can barely speak, why is he the one speaking? The answer is because his job is to be the prophet, to speak the words that Hashem, as Hashem spoke to him. But then it's in Hebrew. So therefore, Aaron has a double message, uh, mission. First of all, he needs to uh, translate what he said, and then he has to explain what he said. Zayin. But it still needs a little more explanation. Since Pare didn't understand anything that Moshe was speaking anyway, what was the point of Moshe being there altogether? So much so as of them is given a specialness and that Hashem had to give Moshe the ability and he had to promise him that he will be able to speak and that he will uh, and in Hashem's it's only in Hashem's power that he is able that he represents Hashem and therefore he'll be able to get the words out. And if Pare doesn't understand anything any of it anyway, what's the whole point of having Moshe speak and giving him the miraculous ability to speak? Why? For what? Is the beer, so the explanation is that this comes on the heels of what Rashi said in the previous Pasuk. I made you a master over Pare. That's a judge and somebody who will uh, rule over him. You will punish him with all kinds of uh, punishments afflictions and so on makas and so on I put you in that position meaning Moshe's inyan is that the point, the purpose of Moshe speaking to Parai was not there to explain to him why it's necessary for him to let the Yidin go and how it's justified that he should let them go to try to convince him Dos is given Aaron's tafke. That was what Aaron was going to do. Aaron Arav as the pasuk says, he will be your mouthpiece. He will be your spokesman. Nor em to shayfetzayin. Moshe Rabbeinu's role there was to rule over him, to force him into, to dictate to him what he needs to do. In a neifim from Reveida was 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 dos is lirdaisi b'makaz v'yisurim. Moshe Rabbeinu was a dictator. He's dictating to Pare. This is what you need to do. Not to convince him what he need, what he should do on his own, but he's telling him, I am telling you this is what you need to do. Because I speak in the name of Hashem. And if you don't do it, these are the punishments that are going to happen to you. Now that is in Yonenu. And the same is also in this matter, in what we're talking here. Ami. Moshe Reino was there to say the words, send my people free, let my people go. He had to say it to him in a stern way, and I had to get angry at him for not uh, listening to him. 
it was more about what's being communicated from the way he was speaking. And then the way the features of Moshe, the way his facial expressions were, Pare got the message. This is a guy that's speaking very sternly. So Pare needed to get the message. He's dealing with, a dip, with, with strong words. These are words which are ruling over him. These are not words that are trying to convince him of anything. This is Hashem making Moshe as the ruler to lord it over Pare. That just the whole way that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke was already somewhat of a, you know, this is what will come to you if you don't listen. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu's role was, to speak in the name of Hashem with authority, not to try to convince him. And that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be the one to do it. Ches, to explain Rashi how we see the Hasidic, the, the inner dimension of the Torah brought out in this Rashi. In this matter of Hashem saying to Moshe that I have made you a lord over Pare, to be able to rule over him with uh, punishments and so on. Exodus explains about this. When Klippa is at its high point, when it is at its ultimate strength, this comes, of course, because they get to be able to draw from areas of Kedusha as well, in an indirect way, but they also get to they get Hashpah from Hashem. Even a tzaddik is not able to overpower Klippe at that time to completely destroy it. Of course you can meet them, but you, you don't have the, uh, the ability, even a tzaddik doesn't have the ability to destroy klipa and to do away with it. Hashem put them there, so they can't be removed. Similar to what we find in the Gemara, if you see a Russia which things are playing, uh, you know, are, are smiling, and fortune is smiling on him, things are going well for him, that's not the time to start up with them. Don't poke the bear. Because now Klippa is at its ultimate strength. And it's not, you're, not everybody, you're not able to, over, to destroy Klippa. Das is nor b'yacholte izbarosh tu kol yachol as a fila rosh of us is kol geye zolzayim b'yishpilu v'ichnu v'hadoch rishoyim tachtam. It's only within the ability of Hashem Himself, because He can do anything, and therefore He has the ability that even when a Russia is at His high point, it should be it should be lowered and demoted and crushed and so on. Um, only Hashem can do that, but a, a person doesn't have that ability. And thus, meant, and this is what is meant: Hashem said, "Behold." I have made you into a lord uh, over Pare. That's something which is very unusual. Usually Hashem does not make uh, even Sadikim lords, uh, give them the ability to be able to control and uh, destroy Rishoyim. So it was something new that Hashem was doing for Moshe. Agamas Pare is noch given Even though Pare at that point was still at his very high point, 
At that time, not even one slave was able to uh, escape from Mitzrayim because they were ultimately powerful. The ability to be able to rule like the arm of Hashem, like Hashem, Mamish al Pare. This Tzurei design in B'makas V'yisurim until that Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability to rule over him and also to punish him and so on with all the makas. That is certainly a crushed parei, crushed the Mitzrayim. But that was very unusual. On the Koyach is gegeben gevaren dafke to Moshe and the ability to do this was given to no other, none other than Moshe. Varem zayindig den nasi adar because Moshe was the leader of the generation. Da noichi yoimid ben Hashem o ben Eichem. I, as Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Yidden, I am the one that stands between you and Hashem to bring you together with Hashem. Lahagid lachem is the Dvar Hashem that I relate to you the words of Hashem. Amamutsa durvemenas ved nimshel dvarabayamamish. He was the go-between between Hashem and the Yidden through which the word of Hashem was passed down to the Yidden. That's why it was through Moshe that it was revealed this godly ability. Usually this is a, an ability only reserved for Hashem Himself to be able to rule and crush Klippa. But here it was given through Moshe Rabbeinu, but only through Moshe Rabbeinu because He is the one that transmits the word of Hashem. When the meat is moving from us, Rav Shimon Yechai halt as mutalis gadus and that explains why Rav Shimon Yechai disagrees with what we said before that when you see a guy a Russia that fortune play shines on him, <coughs> you shouldn't start with him. Rav Shimon Yechai says, no, no problem, you can start with him too. Oich v'nasham is hachegeslam even in a time when things are going well for the Rishai. What's the reason that Rashi says you could? Well, Rashbi is given a nitzvah for Moshe Rabbeinu because Rashbi was himself a spark uh, of Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Ki Yiduaz is well known was hadam keich to machnias einu and Moshe Rabbeinu was given by Hashem the ability to be able to crush Rishoyim oich v'nzayin mitokfam even when they are at their high point as Pare was and Rashbi who was an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu also had that ability. So he sees it from the perspective of Moshe. Yeah, we can deal with that too. But the others who are not on the same level as Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Nasi Adur, they don't have that ability, and therefore they say, when you see things going well for the Rishayim, better not to poke the bear, as I said. And that is the, the reason why it was Dafka Moshe Rabbeinu that had to speak to Pari. Number one, first of all, it wasn't enough that Aaron should speak to him. And number two, even though he was speaking to Pari in a language that he didn't even understand. Because what Moshe Reina was there was to accomplish the breaking, the crushing of Pari. Then it is not betakfe when he was still at his, his ultimate strength, at his full strength. When the riba therefore is a snor Moshe, therefore it's only Moshe that can do that, that can crush Pare at a time when he is at his ultimate strength. And number two is nishtanim from birur. It's not something that you're trying to refine Pare. You're trying to separate away the evil and bring out the good in him, and so on. that's not what was trying to be done. For that. You have to explain. You can't do that by speaking to him in a language that he doesn't even understand. 
what was trying to be accomplished was Shvira. They were trying to crush him. Is the far as Therefore, it's not important that he should understand what he's saying. The point is that he should speak to him in such words, in such a way that he understands that this is very serious business. That's the only thing that was necessary. So it had to be Moshe, who has the only one that has the ability to crush him, and it can be done even in a language that he doesn't understand because we're not trying to convince him of anything. Based on this, we can also understand. Why it is that Moshe Rabbeinu Atta related to Pari exactly the way he heard it from Hashem. Because this ability to to be able to crush a klipper when they are still at their full strength. And that's a very important... The Rebbe is making that the issue. Uh, a small klipper that's uh, waning and so on uh, is more possible. When, when a klipper at his, is at its full strength, that's when you need Moshe Rabbeinu. How did he have the ability to do this? Because he was sent by Hashem. He represented Hashem. And that through him was revealed the, oh, the power, the godly power, like he was the arm of Hashem. And the river is the... That, is that's why when he speaks to Pari, it has to be exactly the words that Hashem said. Similar to what we say, that when Moshe Rabbeinu spoke, it was the Shekhinah speaking from his throat. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu speaking, it's Hashem speaking through him. That can only be done if you, use, if you say exactly what Hashem said. Then Hashem is speaking through your mouth. This can also explain that this uh, progression, you should speak one time, every single mission as I, you heard it from me. This started, Hashem told it to him, only after he said, I am completely tongue-tied, I can't speak at all. Why did it start only now? Why did this now come up? Chesidus explains that the reason that Moshe was difficult of speech, the reason was because he was so completely bottled to Elokos, because he's so completely absorbed into Hashem, he doesn't see himself as having any of his own mitzvahs, and therefore, and to a very ultimate degree. So he is always in a, a position of receiving from Hashem. All he wants to be is do. All he wants to do is receive from Hashem. There's a principle in Allah that says that when blood is dripping when you kasher meat and you salt the meat and you, you're allowed to put one piece on top of the other and the, the blood is dripping out of the piece on top and where is it going? onto the bottom piece so why isn't it just being absorbed by the bottom piece? so the principle that the Shulchan Aruch says is because the meat is now busy expressing blood therefore it doesn't absorb you can't absorb and express at the same time 
So we say this in regards to the meat. This, this is a principle that also relates to people. When a person is in a position where he is listening and absorbing, at the same time you can't be speaking. The same is true, the, the opposite also, incidentally, that when you are busy communicating to somebody else, you can't be listening at the same time. Either you're, talk, you're telling or you're listening. Either you're giving or you're receiving, which you can't do it to it the same, both at the same time. Moshe Rabbeinu was in an eternal state of receiving from Hashem. Therefore, he found it difficult. He can't communicate. He can't be giving. He's a receiver constantly. How do you give? That's why it was difficult for him to speak, to communicate. The fun is moving. From this we understand, as Eichter Inyum from Aral that also the idea of Aral Sfasayim, this upgraded level of not being able to speak at all, also expresses the great bitl of Moshe, and that it expresses an even greater degree of bitl, and therefore is completely unable to speak, not just finds it difficult. Because kvatpe means that there is still some ability to be able to communicate, but it's difficult. Nor which means that the bitl is not to its absolute ultimate, where it's completely impossible to communicate. Aral shows on an even higher level of bitl, because the fire cannon Gansan is written, that's why he's completely unable to communicate. And therefore, it was this upgraded level of bitl which was what triggered that Hashem should respond. That's why Hashem now responded by appointing Moshe to be the one that will crush Parit. Because when Moshe expressed a feeling of bitl which in which he has no self-awareness at all. It's not he's some completely subservient to Hashem. He has no self-awareness and therefore completely unable to communicate. Can the Nogzain only now could there be similar to what we say elsewhere that because Moshe Rabbeinu was so bit bottle. So when he spoke, it wasn't usually when somebody hears something from someone else. They filter it through their own, the way they think, the way they understand, the way, and the way they want to communicate it, or the best way that they think that they should communicate it. So it's taking on a flavor of the person himself that's saying it. That can no longer be called the Shechina is talking through him. It's not the Shechina is the one that inspired this message, but it's the person communicating the message. When Moshe Rabbeinu was so completely bottled that everything just it flowed through without any of his coloring it in the way that he understands it. <clears throat> so it was Dvar Hashem Mamesh, so therefore it was literally the words of Hashem because he, his, the Yaral Sasayim expresses such a degree of bitl that he added nothing to it at all. It just flowed through him. It was just Hashem speaking through him. And it was this kind of bitl and this kind of the word of Hashem coming through, which is necessary in order to be able to crush Pari. And therefore, it was only when Moshe Rabbeinu reached a higher level, which caused that he should be completely tongue-tied, unable to speak, 
that's when Hashem said, now you're ready to be able to speak, that I should speak through you, and that we're going to crush Parai, because you're going to speak my words. But still, we could ask the question, how is it that Parai hears the mission from Hashem directly from Moshe Rabbeinu? Whereas the Yidden, they don't get to hear it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe speaks to Aaron and Aaron speaks to them. How is it that Pare gets it directly from Moshe and the Yidden don't? As the Pazak says, that it was Aaron that spoke to the people. Although it's true, that the Yidden simply didn't need that kind of power coming through that which Pare needed to be in order to crush him. Whereas the breaking, the crushing of Parai, who was at his high point as Klippa, had to come through Moshe. So that could be an explanation why it was not necessary for Moshe Rabbeinu to be the one to speak to the Yidin, as opposed to Parai, where it could only happen through him. Now that is a which in, in, even in the simple understanding of things it's a, it has a similar idea the Yidin are by nature believers by birth we are believers that's why it's enough Aaron comes along he says this is what Hashem said naturally we're believers so we accept it and that Aaron speaks in the name of Moshe and the Yidin believe in us Moshe Gehed from the and Aaron says I heard it from Moshe Moshe heard it from Hashem and that's enough that the Yidin should believe what Aaron said and that's why the people believed by Pare of course Pare would not have accepted this kind of uh, you know third person delivery that's why Moshe Rabbein had to speak to them directly and that's understood even by Pashtas that why the Yidin didn't need Moshe speaking to them directly and it was enough that Aaron spoke but that, I mean, that leaves an uncomfortable explanation how is it that the Yidin should miss out on this important thing that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to them directly who doesn't want to hear it directly from Moshe Rabbeinu the beer and them so the explanation is when Aaron git ibedivre Moshe to the Eden is as done by M nor bederach maiver when Aaron gives relays the words of Moshe to the Eden so Aaron just simply relays it it just flows through Aaron the Yidin received the message of Moshe without it being that degraded in any way because Aaron was the one that said it. It simply flowed through Aaron. He was also a communicator that spoke. It was just flowing through him. He didn't say it in the way he took it. He said it in the way Moshe Rabbeinu took it. Said it. Similar to what we say, that Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. He gave it, it passed down from Yeshua, from Moshe to Yeshua, Yeshua to Skenim. That although it went through a number of 
you know, Moshe said it to Yeshua, then Yeshua said it to Zizkenim, and Zizkenim said it to so on and so on. It went through many levels of uh, intermediaries. From Dezvegen is this Alz to Torah Sinai, yet it remains the Torah as it was received from Sinai. Kamaima Chazal, as I say, just tell us, call Mashatamad Vasagazad Lechadish, that anything that any novice student, young student in the future, that would come up with a new novel idea in Torah, Nitin Lemashim Sinai, that also was given to Mashim Sinai. So even though it went through so many um, intermediaries, it still remains pure in its original state as it came from Sinai so when Yidin receive it they receive it in the way in the same way that it was communicated so when Aaron speaks to them they're hearing the words of Moshe when Pare speaks to them if the words of Moshe would have come through Aaron only through Aaron and what the Moshe wasn't there to say it himself it would have to be that Aaron you know, absorbs it and integrates it and then speaks to Pare in the way that he thinks Pare needs to understand it. And therefore there would be lacking the power of Moshe when, Moshe, when Aaron speaks to Pare which is necessary for the breaking of Pare because Pare doesn't have that natural feeling of belief that when it's communicated he takes it in its most original and most pure state he doesn't have that he didn't have that but Pare doesn't in order to so therefore if Aaron spoke it, he wouldn't have taken it with the same faith and belief and the same original purity as it came from Moshe the is oich moving the shini aloshin in the psukim. That explains also the change in the wording of the psukim by bnei yisrael shteitas aron yir lecholopet. By when he's speaking to the yidden, it says that aron will be for you your mouth. As by um by pare in regards to pare varnachicha yinaviyecha aron your brother will be your spokesman. By yidden is pare given piv shol meishe when aron was speaking to the yidden the message of Moshe, he was merely the mouth, it passes through L'cholopeh, as the Pasuk says Aaron's Dibur is given in the Zelden Darge Viven Erkumt from Peshel Moshe, when Aaron speaks it, it's the same as if Moshe was speaking it because it simply passed through Aaron Mashenke by Parai whereas when we talk about Parai is Aaron Blaze given Aaron was only the Neviyecha means the one, the communicator. Was thus meant Kipirish Rashi Meturgemonach, which, as Rashi says, what does that mean? He will explain it. He will interpret it for them. For Pari. When something, a message is communicated through an interpreter, then it changes and it comes down, and it has to be lowered into a, a place where the person receiving it can understand it. It has to be in, in accordance with what the people listening can understand. It's explained in many places. And that's why the Pasuk itself draws our attention to this difference. That by Moshe, he's simply the mouth, nothing else. When he's, Aaron speaks to Paroi, he is he's explaining, he's bringing it down 
to the level where Pari can relate to it. That's not the purity of Moshe. That's not the pure message of Moshe anymore. Yudalif. The Yerof from them and Aveda protest from Kol Echad Bechad. What is the lesson to the personal Aveda of each and every Jew? Says Da'amo. It happens that the Nevashulikis could find itself in the Golos, locked in, bound into the lowliness of the Nevashulikis. It could be even to such a degree that the Nevashulikis is riding high. Things are going well for the Nevashulikis. The clip is in Amatsu. <coughs> The clip is in a matzav of gasus shemagbiya atzmal er kedushos nevishulikis. The clip is in such a position; it's so it's riding so high that it can, you know, it rises above, it lifts itself up in its own mind at least over the holiness of the godly soul. Is the eitz of them? What do you do when the nevishvamis is hashom esachekes the, the answer is I have made you a master over Pari you have to rule over the Nevesh over the Klippa by ruling over it you have to anger your Yetzir against your Yetzir not to try to negotiate with the Yetzir Yarim you have to shout at it with a loud voice and anger in order to demote it, to put it back down where it belongs. You have to say, you are evil. What you're saying is evil. What you represent is evil. I want no part of it. And that's what breaks down the arrogance of the Nevesh Tanya elaborates on this. And perhaps we could say, as the that the ability to be able to do this to crush the nevish the klipa is from we get from Moshe Rabbeinu. Because to him Hashem said, Behold, I have made you a master over Paris As Rashi says, I give you the ability to be able to rule over him and to to punish him and so on on the river is because Moshe Rabbeinu that's why every Yid also has it somewhat because every Jewish soul has in it an element of Moshe Rabbeinu and therefore we also have that ability now to rule over Klippa in that way when Allah has come of a comma and how much more so as Azoi uses by Eden Alts Klaal and Bamnosia Klaal that if every individual has it, then the Jewish collective, the, Jew, the Yidden as a whole, certainly have it. And that the Nasi, who represents everybody, of course he has that ability. <laughs> Just like Moshe Rabbeinu in his time had the power, the ability to be able to rule over Pari Bamakas Vyasurim and to punish him, even when he was at his full height and power. So it's also in every generation. As the Nasi Adar, that the leader of the generation, which is the Pashtush of the Moshe, which is the extension of Moshe in every generation. Hadam Kayach has the ability to be able to break through any concealments, which present themselves against Kedusha. 
even when those concealments are at their height and their, their full strength, their full power, even then the Nasi has the ability to do it. Yud Beis, and thus is the emphasis of Yivas Tainan. This is also the response to those who say, "Since we find ourselves in the darkness, in the double darkness, and doubled yet again, of the generation uh, which is the last generation before Mashiach, there are so many concealments on everything holy." How then do we have the ability to fulfill that which the Rabbeim demanded of us to be able to spread the teaching of Chassidus and that people should conduct themselves, their lives in accordance with the ways of Chassidus. And that this is expected to be done everywhere. Especially in those places where the situation there is on such a lowly state, <coughs> that those places not only are they not receptive to chsidis, to things of holiness, they interfere with the things of chsidis, of holiness. So we have to know as we that the extension of Moshe in every generation also exists in our generation. And even more since the Neshamas of our generation which is the the generation on the heels of Mashiach just before the revelation of Mashiach are the reincarnation of the Neshamas that were in the generation of the Midbar, the ones, the people that were in the Midbar, as is well known, is written in Chassidus and so on, is zikher as the zelbin of a given by Mdoira Midbar, Zainifaran Oichitz. So it's without question that those things that were experienced by the generation of Yidin in the Midbar are also experienced now in our generation, who is the reincarnation of that generation. And since this happened, uh, what Hashem appointed Moshe Rabbeinu to be the um, to, um, to master over Parai also exists now. And by connecting ourselves to the generation, the, the leader of the generation, the Nasi of the generation, which the Rebbe says is his father-in-law, the Rebbe. And we have nothing to be uh, uh, we have nothing to be afraid of from all these concealments because we have the the power of Moshe behind us to crush them to rule over them by punishing them and which means breaking them without question that all this has to be done in a, a pleasant way. Azoi is the rotsam from Kvetus Merchami Admur. That's what the Rabbeim want. As the Friedrich Rebbe requested of his father at Kvetus Merchami by the Rebbe Rashab, the Friedrich Rebbe asked of his father that his leadership should be in a way of kindness and mercy. So everything has to be done in a pleasant way. That's what the Friedrich Rebbe wanted for himself and for everybody. But at the same time, we have to know, as when we are connected to the Nasiador, 
How are we connected to the Nasi? By learning his Torah, by doing those things which he instituted, fulfilling them. And to go in the ways that he taught us forever, eternally. Then we have nothing to be afraid of any concealment. And just like then, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to crush the Klippa of Pari. And he was able, he took all the, all the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. With, um, and he took us out grandly. So will also be now. Notwithstanding the difficulties, the intense difficulties of the Golos that we have. That the Moshe Shabbatoyer, the Moshe of our generation, our Reisnem and Uns Alamen will take all of us, will take us all out from the Golos to the Geula, Mitzvah take us out of the Golos to the Golos to the great, to the true and complete Geula, Biyad Rama, also grandly of a Karamamish, speedily, very soon.